0: Poeta fit no nascitur, by Lewis Carroll. Read for by Michael Maggs. How shall I be a poet? How shall I write in rhyme? You told me once the very wish partook of the sublime. Then tell me how. Don't put me off with your another time. The old man smiled to see him, to hear his sudden sally he liked the lad to speak his mind enthusiastically and thought there's no humdrum in him nor any shilly-shally and would you be a poet before you've been to school ah well i hardly thought you so absolute a fool first learn to be spasmodic a very simple rule for first you write the sentence and then you chop it small then mix the bits and sort them out, just as they chance to fall. The order of the phrases makes no difference at all. Then, if you be impressive, remember what I say. That abstract quantities begin with capitals all way. The true, the good, the beautiful, those are the things that pay. Next, when you are describing a shape or sound or tint, DON'T STATE THE MATTER PLAINLY, BUT PUT IT IN A HINT, AND LEARN TO LOOK AT ALL THINGS WITH A SORT OF MENTAL SQUINT. FOR INSTANCE, IF I WISHED, SIR, OF MUTTON-PIES TO TELL, SHOULD I SAY DREAMS OF Fleecy FLOCKS PENT IN A wheaten CELL? WHY, YES, THE OLD MAN SAID. THAT PHRASE WOULD ANSWER VERY WELL then fourthly there are epithets that suit with any word as well as harvey's reading sauce with fish or flesh or bird of these wild lonely weary strange are much to be preferred and will it do oh will it do to take them in a lump as the wild man went his weary way to a strange and lonely pump nay nay you must not hastily to such conclusions jump such epithets like pepper give zest to what you write and if you strew them sparely they whet the appetite but if you lay them on too thick you spoil the matter quite last as to the arrangement your reader you should show him must take what information he can get and look for no immature disclosure of the drift and purpose of your poem. Therefore, to test his patience, how much he can endure, mention no places, names or dates, and evermore be sure throughout the poem to be found consistently obscure. First fix upon the limit to which it shall extend, then fill it up with padding, beg some of any friend, your great sensation stanza you place towards the end and what is a sensation grandfather tell me pray i think i never heard the word so used before today. be kind enough to mention one exempli grazie and the old man looking sadly across the garden lawn where here and there a dewdrop yet glittered in the dawn said go to the adelphi and see the colleen born. the word is due to bosico the theory is his where life becomes a spasm and history a whiz if that is not sensation i don't know what it is now try your hand ere fancy have lost its present glow and then his grandson added we'll publish it you know green cloth gold-lettered at the back in duodecimo. Then proudly smiled that old man to see the eager lad rush madly for his pen and ink and for his blotting pad. But when he thought of publishing, his face grew stern and sad. End of poem. This poem is in the public domain.